once was a man from Galilee He came and died for you and me That is why we're singing to thee That's not a D About beards and songs and theology It's the podcast show Welcome to episode 11 of Beard Songs and Theology Your favorite podcast about facial hair, music, and the Bible and long extended breaks. And extended breaks. For that, we are sorry. Not really. Sorry, but we're not sorry. We've been busy. Been changing diapers. It's been a busy summer. There's a good joke for you. <laughs> Did you ever find somebody to come and help you change diapers? Or No, I have gotten better at changing poopy diapers. Though. Have you? Wow, yeah. that's growth. Well, you just got to. With two, two kids, that's There's true. There's no option. You know, that's what I always say when people don't want to do things. I just say, have another kid, and then... You just will. Yep. You don't have to think about it. No choice. Yep. So how's it going? How's the beard going? Uh, beard is... I don't know. Yeah? I don't know. I've been thinking about doing a reset lately. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen. How much is a reset? Like, trim it back Ooh. and start over. Wow. It's going to be hunting season soon. Yeah. And I don't want to have to mess with it and stuff. Like, okay. it's good camouflage for my face. True. But at the same time, like, it smells. You got to, like, keep it from smelling. Oh, so okay. See, You I've can't never, put product in it. I've never been season. hunting, so I don't know. Yeah. Shampoos, no go. Wow. You got to use, like, scent-free stuff. I guess I could just wash it with scent-free shampoo, but then it'll be, like, all frizzy and nasty. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But Decisions. haircut, definitely. Beard cut, maybe. Okay. We'll find out. What That's about cool. you? Your beard is really long. Yeah, I haven't shaved it in um, like seven, eight months. Yeah, it's getting there. You're, you're the one that's going to get the year. <laughs> I'm going to get it. It's not It's not going to be beautiful, but I'm going to make it. I mean, I'm almost there, so well, it'll be like going, a nice man. Christmas present to myself. Yours just looks like it doesn't want to go crazy and eat somebody like mine did. It, you know what? It just gets longer and thicker and and just more layers of curls. So like, it's a lot bigger than it was four months ago, but it doesn't look that much like different from far away. Yeah, see, mine grew tentacles and sink ships. So <laughs> it's like a cracking on your face. Yep. Well, that happens. Yeah, I don't genetics. Know. I like it. I'm just sort of used to it now. So it just is what it is. But then I look at pictures of me from a year ago or two years ago, and it's like, oh, I did not have a beard like at all. And I thought that I did. Yep. But now I know what it's like. Feels good. It does feel good. It's good times. So I probably won't trim it. You're right. You're, you won't. Yeah. You'll think about <laughs> it, and then you'll be like, I'm going to look like a 12-year-old. A moment of weakness. You'll look like one of your students at school if you trim your beard. My rule is you have to think about it for a week before you can do it. And I might think about it for like a day, and then after that, I'm like, that's dumb. You know what? That's a good rule. I like that rule for, for hair, beard, style, whatever. Yeah. Although I did buy a different kind of hat this time i usually always wear like an army hat and this time i got still a black plain hat but it's like a let's base. explore this a little bit yeah you say this time do you have like a regular hat buying schedule um well i'm on like a yearly basis now okay. like a hat a year all right i used to buy more 
But then I realized that like other hats didn't look great on me, like fedoras and stupid stuff like that. And then I and then I you know asked for forgiveness for my sins and uh-huh. went on with life. But I always buy like an army hat every year. Yeah. And then I wear it till it sort of gets salty and gross and you know actually salty, not like <laughs> not like how, what the kids say these days, like yeah. for real salt from sweat. It's kind of nasty. Yeah, it just gets nasty and thrown away. So this time I was in Atlanta walking through Nordstrom's a couple weeks ago and I saw this black hat and it was kind of like a baseball ish, you know, kind of hat. And I was like, that could work. And I tried it on and Cammy said she liked it. And so I bought it immediately because if she likes it, I'm probably going to buy it. Is this the hat in question that I'm looking at? Yeah, you're looking at it right now. For the viewers at home or the listeners at home. Yeah. I would describe it as kind of the California urban, uh, not skater, but no. not preppy. Yeah. It's more like a, I would describe it as a hip car working dude's hat. That's a pretty good, that's pretty good. And it's all black. And it's all black. Which fits with my, my uh, uniform. Which it is works. a black t-shirt. Looks good on you. Thanks. I like it better than army hat. I like the bill. Yeah, and, and it you, actually works. You can keep the sun out of your eyes now. Yeah, it's actually like a useful piece of, you know, equipment on my face. See, the only hats I buy are either for sporting events or to advertise things like trucks or farms. You do have some good advertising type hats. My like, glidden one I have, it's gotten pretty nasty. Yeah. Glidden paints. Yep. It smells pretty bad. <laughs> you can't really wear it anymore. <laughs> well, there you go. And you can't wash it because the foam in it's like 25 years old. Mm. That hat, I think that hat's older than I am. Wow. That's legit. That's quality right there. Yep. Just no. like the paint. They don't make them like that anymore. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, so how's life going? What's going on? Life is... I don't know, man. Life is busy. Like all the time. But at the same time, like you're in the groove. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep my head down and keep going. Yeah. How's school going? That's that's a thing. School is public education. I got to come to your school. It's the best way I can last describe week, it. Two weeks you ago. You did. You did a good job, too. I hope so. I have a newfound respect for teachers because that was an exhausting day. And that was one day where I got to do fun stuff. Yeah. And I was It can tired. get pretty intense at times. Yeah. But it was fun. I had a really good time. I like teaching. Um, I don't think that I'm going to become a middle school teacher. Probably no. Yeah. But I do like instructional stuff. Right. Well, the kids liked it. That's good. It was I was good nervous. The good thing you did it was hands-on. Yeah. Kids like hands-on things. That's cool. I had fun. I had fun like thinking about how to show them stuff and teaching things and it's crazy to think how much more technology they have than when we were in like seventh and eighth grade. Right. Because we didn't have any technology compared to them. We had windows 98. We did have windows 98 and we had, um, a couple video games on the computer. Like solitaire. (laughs) Like solitaire. I still had to type in keyboard commands in MS DOS to play, to play games on a CD. You remember that? I was never that skilled. Mm. So I would get, uh, there's this one star Wars game that I loved 
It's called Dark Forces, and it was awesome. And you had to put the CD in, and then you had to bring up MS-DOS and type CD backslash, and that would, like, clear the cache. And then you had to type in, like, whatever the name was, and then you had to type in starters. I don't don't even remember exactly the Hmm. terminal commands, but, yeah, you had to, like, launch a CD. It wouldn't just play. Huh. Pretty crazy. The oldest game I remember playing was Flight Simulator for Microsoft 95. Yeah, that was a good one. I I remember playing one game when I was a little kid in our bonus room. We had an old, old computer with the legitimate floppy drives, mm-hmm. not the like three and a half like slot drives, but like they were floppy. Mm-hmm. And they and there was this one um, flying game and you load the floppy in and, and do all the stuff. Man. Fun times. And now you just whip out your phone and you can have anything you want. Now I can fly on my phone, fools. Yeah, that's right. Technology, man. But I did have fun teaching them about green screens and multimedia stuff. And hopefully they'll just be better than me. That'd be cool. I'll just train people teaching to do all my stuff. yourself out of the job. That's right. Andy Stanley says that you'll always have a place for yourself if you replace yourself. And uh, in a good organization. Hmm. That if you teach someone how to do your job, to do what you do, then you give them your job and you do something else. You take it to the next level. You move into another area of growth. Or they just ask you to leave. Or you get to leave. But hopefully not. <laughs> we hope. There you go. You got It's a chance. You're taking a chance. You want to hear a good joke? I would love to hear a good joke. Did you see in the news about Joel Sin yesterday? No. He had to apologize because he used the Lord's name in his sermon. <laughs> oh. Cha-cha. Follow the Babylon B on Twitter, everybody. That's pretty good. Oh, Joel. He's that was pre- a terrible segue, but it was a good joke. It's all right. Yeah. So speaking of theology, <laughs> <laughs> or or lack thereof, there's not lack. It is a theology. Everyone has a theology. Exactly. Even atheist. That is true. Very true. What's going on in your in your theological brain these days? Mm, suffering, <laughs> steadfastness, long suffering. Do you think about that at night when you're awake and their baby's crying? No. <laughs> no. I'm thinking I'm about how kidding. blessed I am to hear that crying. That's right. It doesn't last forever. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, let's talk about that. Suffering. What are you what are you processing through that? Like what's what's the what's coming just out of this? More like a just a theme going on in life in general. This summer, like it's just what God kept hitting me with over and over and over again. Mm. Not necessarily through circumstances where I had to be like, I am suffering. Hello everyone, I am holy. Watch me suffer in Christ. Right. But more just like watching other people go through things and then the the terrorist attack in Dhaka, like we have a family from our church that, yeah, they go to that coffee shop, yeah, like they've been there, and they were gone while that was going on, but it just hits close to home. And then to see how we're so worried about you know what song we're gonna play or, yeah. you know what game we're gonna play at youth group. Well, I don't like that game, so I'm not coming back. Or just worried about, you know, little petty stuff. You know, we, we want to just crucify everybody for something that we don't even know everything's going on. Yeah. And then, you know, meanwhile, the things that really matter across the world. You know, It seems like people have turned 
like suffering and sadness and really bad stuff into just like headlines and sound bites and digestible material and then just sort of move on. Like, oh, you know, this terrible tragedy happened. All these people were killed in DACA. Okay, well, next up is the, you know, for the Summer Olympics. And here's the puppy bowl. And yeah, it's hard to take in all of that stuff. Well, I think that part's true because there's just so much. Mm. Like, there's too much to care. Yeah. So I think they have to turn it into a sign by or they won't be able to get through the news. It's true. It's a thing. But just watching, I mean, some of my kids are in terrible situations, like at home, and then mm. just different kind of stuff. Ben Shown, he's the pastor at Arrowhead. I was talking to him this summer, and he was just talking about how you know churches aren't perfect, and uh, you know it's about putting our preferences aside and serving people. And yeah. he's like. Man, you can get mad at silly stuff, or you can realize that people go through this stuff every single day. It's not about you. Just love people. Mm. That's good. It would seem that that would be our calling, yet we many times do everything but that. Right. That's a thing. That's good. What about you? Oh, man. I think for me... Some some big kind of areas are. It's kind of a two kind of a two sided thing, and that is seeing myself as um, inadequate and incapable to do the things that God has called me to do, and also at the same time seeing God's provision and His goodness and His His ability to do those things in through me, anyways. Yeah, And the more that I let go of perfection and the need to be right all the time and um, that sort of fear mentality, and the more I just sort of step out and trust God and do those things anyways, seeing His plan work out through that has been really cool. But it's been hard. Like, that's a thing that I struggle with is wanting everything to be right and okay and not bad, which is not even a good way to explain it, but I think everyone gets what I mean. Like, I want everything to work out and do the things. And, right. And then sometimes things just happen, and you just have to kind of work through it or just make it happen, and it's just not going to be great or perfect. But God's goodness and grace and plan is still in all of those things. He doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Um even when our best intentions and plans don't work out, he is faithful. And so I've had opportunities um, this summer, especially in, in this year as a whole, to see um, my inadequacy equally met with God's ability to do that. Yeah, And that brings a different kind of confidence in me that's not in myself, that's not in my giftings or whatever I feel like I'm good at. Um, but there is a confidence that comes in trusting in God's provision and in his plan, his sovereignty. And so, yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's been, it's been, you know, on the end result of some of that stuff, really great to see. Not always fun in the middle of it though. Right. Very nerve wracking. <laughs> yep. Just, but, but also, but, but so encouraging, I think on the other side to see God's faithfulness in those situations 
even when I can't see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that has helped me in leading worship and leading people on Sundays to encourage them in those things that I'm not always perfect at. You know, that I can stand up and proclaim something, a truth about God. We can read scripture together and we can sing songs together. And I might not be like a hundred percent there in that moment, but I can trust that those truths are still real and they're still good and they're still what we're going for. And we can sing that and we can respond in that and trust that God's going to do that. And so it's been good to, to lead from a place of honesty and be honest about me and life and struggle. And, um, it's been really cool to see like sort of the response of that going first. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make it happen. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let it happen. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. (laughs) That's true. This is very true. And I feel like I've experienced all those things in the last six months. So, and you know what? I'm still here. What about music? Oh, man. Music? Who has time for music? I don't know. Unless you're a creative director. <laughs> I was going to say, I have time for music. <laughs> uh, I really haven't been listening to a lot of music. I've been on the podcast kick okay. for a little while. Hunting season's coming up, so I've been like listening to a bunch of archery podcasts. And okay. I followed a whole bunch of new people like Doctor in Devotion. Yeah. And The Happy Rant with Barnabas Piper. Yeah. Um, so I've been pretty full of podcasts. That's cool. And the 10 Minute Think Through is back from Arrowhead. All right. We're big fans of the 10 Minute Think Through. I've been listening to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. I have no idea who that is. Malcolm Gladwell. All right. Story time. Malcolm Gladwell is an author and a speaker and kind of a famous guy who wrote several books. One of them was called The Tipping Point. Okay. And the idea is that. Sometimes things don't need to even be all the way finished for them to like take off, but that there's a point, right? Like that things just critical mass. Yeah, exactly. So he wrote a book about that. He also started a book called Blink, which is um, how in split seconds we make decisions, and we're usually right in that moment of those sort of quick blink moment decision making. And then um, he's written several other books, and he is. So I'm sp- judging this is nonfiction work. Yeah, nonfiction. Okay. So he has a podcast called Revisionist History, and he goes back and looks at things that have happened in the past that people have overlooked, and can draw some really interesting conclusions from them. That sounds like something I would like to. You listen would totally to. like it. One of my favorite episodes. I won't tell about all of them or give them away, but the one that got me hooked on it was about Wilt Chamberlain shooting underhand free throws. And why he stopped doing that, even though it is the best way to shoot a free throw, like scientifically proven. Wow. He got to where he basically couldn't miss shooting underhanded. And then he stopped one day. Hmm. But not because he wasn't making them. Because it like, wasn't cool. Yeah. And so talks about that. And he has ones on all kinds of different things, satire, comedy, different events, revisionist history. It's a very good Music-wise, I have been listening to, gosh, probably several times a week, the new Need to Breathe album, which is called Hard Love. Yeah, I gave that a good listen. And it's very good. It's very different than other Need to Breathe. But it sort of is like, it's like a conglomerate of every style that they've done, and then it's like they put them all into like a crock pot and just let it kind of simmer. 
And what came out was really interesting. It was good. They're awesome. So if you like Need to Breathe, or if you've really liked any Need to Breathe song that's been popular, you'll probably like something on Hard Love. If you like good music, yeah. you'll like that album. If, yes. you, if you don't have any taste in music, don't listen to it. Yeah, if you hate music, don't listen to that album. But if you like music, Hard Love, man, yeah. is a win. And also got... Uh, yeah. Can I steal your thunder? Yeah, go for it. Uh, let's see if we're tracking the same way. All right, go for it. Uh, you got a... You got a vinyl the other day i did that was by someone who's awesome by the name of drew holcomb i did and it was a live recording at a little place that we like to call the ramen that's right so drew holcomb one of my favorite artists we went to see him last summer in abingdon virginia super random free concert it was awesome i liked him before then but i'd listen to some of his stuff but not a lot and have been basically obsessed with him and his music since then. And Lionel loves Drew Holcomb. It's like his favorite album to listen to. And so Drew Holcomb came it's out good with... Good parenting skills right that's there, right. everybody. Train up a child, people. So uh, Lionel just comes and he says, I want to listen to my music. And that means Medicine by Drew Holcomb. Nice. So, which is great. So Drew Holcomb, uh, earlier this year, they did a show at the Ryman and recorded all of it and put together a vinyl two disc album and it's awesome it's got basically like all their new stuff plus some of their famous older stuff and it's super good and i listened to it the other day and it's just awesome like music is is alive it's not dead people you just have to look for don't it. let anybody tell you that music is dead just gotta turn off your radio and turn off top 40 and go to the internet and find some people who know what's up and who like music, and you'll find it. So there you go. Andrew Holcomb is the person who curates and runs the record subscription company that I am a part of, which this one was one of them, obviously, which is cool. But it's on gold vinyl, which is cool, and it's signed. And next month, Hard Love by Need to Breathe is on there. Wow. So if you want to get in on some vinyl stuff, you can shoot me an email or message, and I will give you a discount code to join the Magnolia Record Club. And you can get Hard Love on vinyl next I'm month. I'm sending you an email right now. Boom. So there you go. Music's good, man. Not all music is good, but there's lots of good music out there. It is. It's good stuff. Well, there you go. We're back. Episode Unse. Yep. We made it. We'll see if uh, this comes a regular weekly thing again. Yeah, maybe That'd we be can pretty do good. that. We need to get some more guests on soon. We do. We still got to get Dr. Moore. Yeah, Russell Moore, we want you to be on our podcast. Maybe we should start a little over, like with the president of the TBC. We could. We know him, a certain Rock Collins. How long is he president for? Mm, till the end of this year. Okay. We can squeeze him in as current president. Okay. That'd be cool. I mean, just as long as he fits our schedule. I mean, we're That's pretty right. busy guys. <laughs> we're so booked with all of our... <laughs> You know, speaking engagements and 92 whatnot. followers. That's right. I keep waiting. I mean, we just haven't really had some advertising interest that we want. You know, like there's been there's been a good uh, good amount of emails sent our way right. about advertising on our podcast. Yeah, like zero. But yeah, I just want somebody that I can right trust. You know, not the right one. Yet. Yeah, but we're waiting for you. If you would like to sponsor an episode, just let us know. I accept any forms of barter and or legal tender. Yes. 
Most likely, if you bought us lunch, we would definitely let you be a sponsor. Right. Or any food item. Pretty much. Fruit roll-ups are pretty good. Yeah, that's fine. Coffee's good. Whatever. We're up for it. If you want to do a genuine uh, Beard Song Theology snack, you could get a Dr. Enough, a Fruit by the Roll-Up, Fruit by the Foot. Sorry, Fruit by the Roll-Up. What is Mm, that? I don't know. Fruit by the Foot and uh, maybe some Gushers. Hmm. That would be that'd be awesome. Yeah, we could put the gushers in the doctor enough, <laughs> chug that sucker. Then you get a blast of fruit, wow. and then you eat the fruit by the foot. Mm. Energy fruit and more fruit. Wow, I think I'll go into a diabetic coma immediately. Man, that sounds heavenly. <laughs> it might be worth it. All right. Well. All right. There you have it. Ryan's official snack. He's going to, we're going to have one before next time and we'll tell you how it goes. I'm salivating. Mm. (laughs) He's got to go get a doctor enough right now. Well, thanks for, thanks for being a part. Thanks for joining us on this ride. That is beard songs and theology. We're going to try to do more soon, but until then, as always, don't beard. cut your beard. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't shave your beard and also beard, beard on. on.